This is the Peaks Audio Experience. Hi, and welcome back to The Peaks Life with Lynn Fernie and Mike Warren. Thank you for joining us for a little bite-sized chunk of wellness wisdom. Today's one of the frustration days. It's a Monday, and I've spent my weekend messaging, chatting, coaching, talking to people. And the frustration comes from people who want the same results and feel that they should be getting the same results and the same the same outputs and the same things that others get who are on the same program as them. And I'm continually trying to explain to people you are unique and therefore things need to be different. But I thought we'd have a chat about it because a lot of people do compare themselves when mm. they're going through a wellness journey and they, they do look at the person they're either with or their partner or girlfriend or, or, or mate and they say, look, this person's doing exactly what I'm doing, but mm. they're getting very different results. Yeah, no, it's true, isn't it? Everybody wants the, they want the magic pill. They do. Everybody thinks that we live on this planet where we all look the same. Yes. We do the same things. We're mm. obviously exactly the same age. Everything about us is completely yes. the same. So if I have a wellness program written for me, you should be able to pick it up and follow it and get exactly the same results, even though you're half my size, completely different gender. You're three years older than me. Well, no, you're not actually, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm not the same age. <laughs> you're not the same age. Just go with that. Not the same age. Completely different. But people do get very frustrated. Mm. And, it, and I'm not being sexist, but a lot of ladies who go through this journey together, because guys tend, tend not to partner up. Um, we don't go through with a buddy when we're doing wellness or exercise, but a lot of ladies do go into these type of wellness programs or exercise programs with a friend and they have a direct comparison. I, I'm going to challenge you. I think men are worse. Oh, men, men are worse here because... You heard it here first. Men go to the gym. Yes. And you've got a guy who's just not the sort of person who packs muscle on. And he looks around the gym mm. and he sees the real muscly guys, the bodybuilder types, the ones who muscle up really easily. Yeah, a bit like and me. he says, I you know, I should be like that. Why am I not like that? And but I think girls guys, talk about it. Guys just shut up and get on with it. it. Us girls are healthy because we talk it through. <laughs> Us <Whereas boys, laughs> we just we just crack the shits in the chocolate in the change room and go, ah, bugger it. I'm doing everything he's doing, but I'm not getting the results. I'm not getting the we results. punch the wall, we get grumpy. We, uh, yeah, we, we, we take it out on other people, but we don't actually discuss it openly. It. So let's share our feelings. Let's have an emotional moment and share our feelings. <laughs> I'll let you have an emotional moment on your own. <laughs> as long as you promise to clean up. <laughs> but, but it is true. I think you know, everybody wants to be treated like an individual. They do. Everybody feels unique. So mm. when you start talking to somebody, they talk about all their problems, all their troubles. Mm. They want to talk about why they're so unique and individual. And everybody kind of... You know, if I was to say to, to somebody that I work with, but you're just like everybody mm-hmm. else, they actually take offence at that. They do, don't they? Say, no, yes. no, 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 I'm, I'm different because, yes. and I've got yes. this, and I've got that, and I've got the other. So everybody wants to be treated like an individual, mm-hmm. and yet they expect to get the same results as everybody else, you know, because they want to have a single formula that works for everyone. Mm. It's interesting, because when we take people through coaching in the Peaks program, we, one of the first things we do is look at their, their current state, their physical, mental, emotional state, and we look at where, you know, what's the ideal performance or where they want to be, mm. and then we do a bit of a goal-setting exercise around the individual sort of where they where their journey needs to go. And they love that exercise. They love it being personalised. They love it being tailored. They love it people you know, talking about themselves and getting it right down to their own particular journey. Mm. But then they like to compare themselves to someone else who's going through another journey, and they're a different start point. Mm but they expect to get the same results at the same time. So it's fascinating. It is. And people have probably heard my analogy before. I haven't. Let me play it again. So just imagine, um, so anybody tuning in, think about your five closest friends. 
I'm not sure I've got five. Men were it's right. If you like Mike Mike, you haven't got five friends, no. but but don't worry about that. Bunch pick, of kids, kids, kids love me. Pick the, the five people <laughs> closest to you, whether it's your family or your friends, and just you know, bring them to mind. Mm-hmm. Just walk them through each one of them, whether it's your partner, <clears throat> whether it's your kids, whether it's your friends. Just have five people in mind. Yes. Now start to think through if you were going to all run a 100 meter race. Yes. So just imagine, you know, really, really close your eyes, imagine them, you're on the start line. Mm. You're on the start line of a 100 metre race. Do you all look the same? I picked four obese old friends. I'm, <laughs> so you're going to win. Because you're going to win the race. <laughs> so they're very different to you. Absolutely, but they're all different, all different start points. They're all different, they're all different ages, different genders, they're all very different. And if you were to run that 100 metre race... Mm-hmm you would accept that you're not all going to run 100 metres in exactly the same time, true? And we'd all accept that, we'd all be happy and we'd all be very comfortable saying this person would win, this person may come second, this person will struggle. We, we have those open conversations. Some people might not finish, mm, some people would struggle to yes. run 100 metres, mm. some people could run 100 metres really easily, some people it would be their favourite event, mm. some people couldn't think of anything worse than running 100 metres. Absolutely. And so take those five friends, and then when you look at whether it's the way that you eat, um, whether it's the way you know the way you structure your day, mm. whether it's the way that you sleep, whether it's the way that you move, yes. the type of exercise you like, mm. they probably all have different interests and beliefs mm. and opinions, and everything is different. And if you were to ask those, if you would actually do the the goal setting thing with those five people, and sit down and say a scale of one to five, how do you sleep? You have different ratings, you know, how do you eat? So if you actually did that exercise with the five here before you started the race, mm. you'd find they're vastly different start points, but yet there's still this expectation that you can judge yourself against others. Exactly mm. right. So, you know, again, so put that into the context now of wellness mm. and think about all the things that can affect our wellness journey. Mm. And, you know, take anybody who is at the beginning of their journey and either they're perhaps implementing a new diet, you know, new way of eating, or they've started to fast, yes. um, or they're on a weight loss journey, or they want more energy or better sleep. doesn't matter what it is, but somebody who's started a journey and they're looking, they're trying to find information, they're working out what to do, they're canvassing popular opinion, they're mm. looking on Google, they're reading all of the different you know, forums, and they're getting all that information and they get to the point where they're overwhelmed because they, they don't really know where to go, go with it and they don't know why they're not getting any results or the same results as somebody mm-hmm. else. But as I said, think about it. The first one is, is obvious, different genders. Yes. So men and women are different. Good work. And when it comes to diet, fasting, when it comes to sleep, when it comes to exercise, there are different needs mm. between the two genders. So you can't ignore that. So when we're talking about a couple, for example, you know, husband and wife. Yes, and that is a big frustration. It's a big frustration because you have a lot of husbands, wives, couples who start a wellness journey, and you often have one who does really well, really quickly, very easily, mm. and the other one gets really frustrated that such and such started this and already they've lost five kilos and they've toned up and they, they're looking great, and I'm still struggling. And it's a real sort of it's a real angst, isn't it? It really is, mm. and I think you know, especially when it comes to something like the ketogenic diet or yes. lifestyle, mm. what we see, and we see this a lot, is that men usually, not not always, but men often adapt really well. They can go for you know they can go for the whole day without eating, mm. so they they you know they tolerate sort of intermittent fasting really well. They they can probably do one meal a day. They pick up 
keto or carnivore really easily because they mm -hmm. enjoy, you know, let me just eat meat and some fat. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy that. Our ancestral that. coming out, yes. <laughs> the caveman coming yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. And, so, and you see a lot of men where they literally shed the pounds or the mm. kilos yep. very, very quickly and shape up. Meanwhile, their wife or their partner is struggling, mm. she's battling, um, and really, you know, having a hard time with it. And I would suggest, just to just, to, just an observation. <laughs> what words of wisdom do you have for us, Mike? <laughs> I would say part, part of that success is because men just put their head down, bum up and do it. And a lot of ladies maybe chat I'm, about it and maybe they modify their program. I'm going to challenge saying, on that. The men take the caveman approach and they don't get themselves informed <laughs> and they often go down the wrong track. But let's park that. That's our frivolity. <laughs> let's look at what else Come affects. on, men, message me. Um, so gen gender's a big one. Gender's a big one. Women have very different needs. Age is another yes. huge one. So what we know is that as we, as we age, our bodies change. And, you know, we're going to do all the things that we possibly can to live longer and live happier yes. and live healthier. Yes. But our body's changing. Mm -hmm. So you can't expect somebody in their 20s to have the same results mm -hmm. as somebody <clears throat> in their 70s. They might get the same results. I'm not saying it can't happen, mm. but fundamentally, their bodies are in very different places. Absolutely. You know, we need to appreciate that. And they need to appreciate that. So their nutritional requirements mm. are different. Their muscle tone is different. You know, everything about their hormones is all, different. Yeah, very much so. So if we're going to think about, you know, if you're setting two people together, a 20-year-old and a 70-year-old, then you've really got to think about how do I modify, how do I you know, meet their individual needs mm, and requirements. Mm. Otherwise, I'm doing both of them a disservice yes. because neither are going to get what they need. The, the young 20-year-old guy is not going to get what he needs Absolutely. and the 70-year-old <clears> is not going to get yep. what he needs. One size does not fit all. One size does not I mean, fit all. Think of the other flip side where you've talked about age and talked about gender. Then you have two people of the same age and the same gender who are just different. They're different height, they're different weight, they're different shape. And those two people need to be considered differently as well, not just because they're the same age and gender. You can write a program or have a similar wellness program because they've got different needs. They have. And then, you know, take it another step further and look at not just age and weight and height and shape, look at stage of life. Mm. And there are some specific stages in people's lives where they're going through some kind of transition where, again, their needs have changed and their body is changing. So some, some that really spring to mind, puberty. Mm, which is where I am right at the moment. Yeah, clearly. I'm we can staying, all see staying here for a while. see that you're in puberty. <laughs> Mental age, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding myself in puberty for another 20 years. It's a very fun place to be. I'm hoping for facial hair soon. <laughs> but take, take a young boy. You know, yes. he's just hitting that point of puberty. Yes. And yeah, he is sprouting facial hair. He's got pimples everywhere. Yes, absolutely. His hormones are going crazy. And we've had know? some people we've worked with who are like that. Their bodies are changing dramatically, but they want to go into a wellness routine. Mm. But their bodies are just going through these massive testosterone changes, massive emotional changes, massive hormonal changes, and you've got to understand that. That's right. Yeah. So you know, so the male puberty, the female mm. puberty, girl who's just starting her period. Absolutely. You know, she's starting to lose blood, so she may have iron deficiencies. Mm. You know, then you go on to you know later in life. So that's the sort of start of of that phase of life. But then later in life, you've got women who are pregnant, mm. um, women who, who are lactating. You know, so there's a whole bunch of different requirements mm. and needs. So, the, you know, the, the woman who's pregnant may not be able to fast mm. because it's not going to be good for her unborn child. Absolutely. Whereas everybody else who says, great, keep fasting, do, mm. do intermittent mm -hmm. fasting, yep. maybe not for her. 
Um, she may have weight to lose. She may have gestational diabetes, but she can't solve that perhaps through a fasting regime. Mm. Then you've got, you know, you've gone a bit further on and you get, you know, the male um, menopause, andropause, mm. you know, where men's testosterone levels start to drop. Yes. Then you've got the, you know, the female menopause or you know, peri and pre and, and menopause, mm. three very distinctive stages in a woman's life yes. where her hormones are going all out of whack and from day to day things could be changing in her body. Absolutely. You know, so one day her estrogen could be low, mm. that could lead to a whole cascade of things. Mm. She might start to retain fluid. So she jumps on the scales, she's on the scales one day, um, feeling really good about herself. <laughs> Next day, you know, there's been a big surge or a drop yes, off in, yes. in perhaps estrogen. Press the big red panic button, no! And she gets on the scales and yeah. she's two pounds heavier. Absolutely. And there's no way that overnight she can mm. have gained mm. two pounds of fat. No. But she can certainly have, have you know, gained two pounds of water mm. and she could be retaining water, but then not know how to deal with it. Mm. Two pounds of despair and stress. And that's it. And then you mm. get people who, you know, perhaps they, they are salt sensitive or they've, um, you know, they're retaining water. They've got the salt balance out of whack. Mm. So, again, they're retaining water and they don't know how to deal mm. with it. Mm. So all of these things have really got to be addressed individually mm. because take that woman who's got on the scales and she's two pounds heavier because she's returning fluid I can give her the best keto diet in the world but if it doesn't fix the specific issue she's not going to lose weight absolutely she can starve herself you know she can go on like 300 mm -hmm. calories a day and that weight won't drop off because it's water weight yes and, and, it, then, sorry. and it may not drop off anyway because yes. you know at that stage mm. in life there can be things that are really challenging that are going to affect the hormones and affect mm -hmm. the chance of losing weight. Then we go to the next step. So we talked about sort of their stage of life, their shape, size, their gender, their age. Then you go to you know, to the blood type, to the genetics, mm. to head, uh, health conditions or medical conditions. So there's, there's another category where people are different, have identical human beings side by side, but one of them has a significant health condition or a different blood type mm. or some genetics that play into it that need to be considered and we cannot compare ourselves with another person. Exactly right. And if you're, as you said there, if you're battling ill health mm, or mm. some kind of disease, you know, you may have cancer, you may have diabetes. Yep. All of these things are going to change how your body reacts, yes. you know, to exercise, to movement, to yep. sleep, you know, to, um, to how you eat, to fasting. Whether you've got a metabolic condition, you yep. know, and that metabolic condition is actually affecting your weight loss. Yeah. So again, these things all really play in, as does the history. Mm. So somebody, for example, who's been a vegan, you know, that's quite topical at the moment because mm. of the, the Game Changers movie. But somebody who's been a vegan for 12 years, who's got to the point where they're nutrient deprived, and they're turning now to the ketogenic way of life, or even the carnivore way of life, in order to repair the damage the vegan diet has done, their needs are going to be vastly different because they're nutrient deficient. Um, they're not used to eating meat and fat, so they won't have the microbiome mm. in the gut to be able to handle it. They probably haven't got the gut acid. Mm. You know, everything has got to change. It's almost like throwing the whole contents of the gut out, yes. replacing it, and then starting. So they've got to build up. Somebody who's got perhaps gut damage, so they've been eating gluten, you know, and they've been eating lots and lots of, of um, carbohydrates mm. containing gluten for years and years and years, that person could have a really damaged gut, which could take six months to a year to mm. heal. And until their gut has healed, they're not going to lose weight. They won't get the extra energy. They're not going to get rid of the brain fog. Mm. So they've got you know work 
ahead of them. Or somebody, for example, who's had maybe a high oxalate diet. Mm. So they've been getting lots of oxalates in their food from things like plants and almonds, you know, and basically they need to detox. They need to get rid of that. Not too fast, because that's going to cause problems. But each of those individual conditions, based on that person's history, Mm. needs to be addressed to then allow the ketogenic diet, the fasting, Mm. the better sleep, you know, and the movement all to take effect. And everything will come together eventually, but all of these conditions have to be dealt with first. So we're very clear on the fact that people are different for a whole bunch of reasons, and that needs to be taken into consideration. And then we have two people, we have two 50-year-old men side by side, same shape, same size, same weight, but their goals are different. One may want to just improve the energy and improve their brain focus. Mm. The other one wants to lose weight and tone up and improve their cardiovascular fitness. So their wellness program or their wellness goals or their wellness, you know, the the journey they're going on is going to be vastly different. Hmm. So just because someone is like you in a whole bunch of different ways, they may not have the same goal. So we need to take that into account as well. Exactly right. And I think this is where the frustration does come Hmm. because, you know, you and I know that we work with a lot of people and we understand this because we've seen thousands of people over the years. Hmm. But what we see right now is people out there on Google, and the internet is an amazing thing because it brings us so much information at our fingertips, but it's also incredibly confusing Mm. because people people are out there and every person and his dog who's had a little bit of success with keto. (laughs) He's an expert. Or with movement or with sleep. They've all become an expert. They've all started a podcast. Um, They all have, you know, a blog a vlog. Mm-hmm. They all have, you know, um, books that they've written. <laughs> they've all got a website. Yes. And they're all really well-meaning and well-intentioned. They want to share their experience. They want to help. They want to share their experience. Say, this is what happened mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I was four hundred pounds, and now I'm two hundred pounds, and this is what I did. And if you do it too, you'll get that result. Without considering that person's start point on the 100 meter running line is very, very different. And that's, and I think that's why people are, first of all, confused. Yeah. And second, secondly, they, they cling on to mm. hope that, well, if I do what they did, yes. I'll get the results as well. Yeah. And then that's what leads to the, the frustration. We get frustrated as coaches, but they get incredibly mm. frustrated. Mm. And people then try something. And it's not right And for they decide it's not gonna work for me. Yep. Um, and then they go back to the old style of eating. The yo-yo, because they followed two or three people's advice or guidance that other people, for other reasons and different, it's not going to suit them. And they go up and down, up and down, and they get disheartened. Exactly. And they either throw in the towel or they go, this is, you know, it just doesn't work for them. And that's because people want the magic pill. They want the formula. Mm. Um, they want to know, just, you know, just tell me exactly mm. what to eat, yeah. when to eat it, when to exercise, when to sleep. I'll do all that and that will get me the results. Mm-hmm. And it, it just doesn't work like that. It, this is hard yes, um, because we're fixing problems mm. of generations. Yes. You know, we've been eating low fat for generations now. We're mm. trying to fix that. Yep. We're dealing with worldwide epidemics like obesity, diabetes, and cancer. Um, and we're trying to re-educate whole countries mm. on how we eat, move, and sleep. It's a big task. So this is a big task. Mm. It is a long game. And we are talking now about ourselves and our, yeah, you know, and the future generations. Mm. And everybody deserves to feel amazing, yep. but they have to recognise that you have to put the work in, accept it's a long game, and mm. trust 
the process. And even, I mean, if you go further on from the physical side and the you know, the medical histories and the differences in people, we have different lifestyles. So our career, what, what I do, do during the day, my career, my time, my kids, my budget, mm. my availability. So there's no point running or thinking about a wellness program that is perfect for your body, perfect for your goals, perfect for your medical history, but you just can't do it because your lifestyle, your commitments won't allow you to afford it, do it, fit it in. So all those considerations come into play. And so many people take advice from others, I'll oh, just do this, mm. but they don't understand that person's lifestyle or their commitments or their restrictions. Mm. And it's just, it's a flawed, it's a flawed process. It is a flawed process. Mm. And, mm. and you see it time and time again, you're right. I was talking to a 19 year old yesterday who <laughs> said, you know, I would love to go carnivore, but I can't because I'm a student and it's too expensive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and there's there's a recognition in there that, yep, yep. you know, or people say to us, it's easy for you. <laughs> you know, you can afford to eat the organic grass-fed. You've got somewhere you can buy beautiful organic bones mm. to make your bone <clears> bra- yep. broth. Um, you have the flexibility to exercise when you want to. And some of these things are true, um, but you've got to then take your own situation and say, well, what can I do? What's mm. right for me? What can I afford? Um, what's like you said? What's my goals? And and then fit everything around mm-hmm. that. All right, so let's go with some fixer because there's probably people tuning in. That's cool. I understand that I shouldn't compare myself to others. I understand that taking well-meaning advice is flawed and could lead to my downfall. And they might be sitting there thinking, okay, so what are some of the practical steps that people can take to make sure that they start? on the starting line, on their wellness journey in all the different aspects, and they consider all those elements so they get it right and they don't listen to others or go off on tangents and don't just follow the plan. So I think if you're starting out on your journey, the first thing to do is set your goals. Mm. So decide what it is and remember the rules around goal setting or the guidelines. Don't try and set 20 goals all to be achieved in the next month. Yes. Be realistic. So think about your time frame. So maybe give yourself three or six months and figure out what's your priority. So maybe priority for you is weight loss. That's fine. Just, just set it as weight loss. You, know, don't, you don't need to do anything else. Just go for the weight loss goal. If you want to get more energy, set that as a goal. Have a realistic time frame, maybe six months, maybe six weeks, whatever is right for you. So think about you know, really sit down and, and think through what do you want to achieve mm. and listen to our episode about finding your, your why. Finding your why, yes. Because what we said, you know, in that episode is we talk through how do you find your true motivation and what's deep inside that's mm. driving you. Maybe it's not about weight loss. Maybe it's about being able to play with the kids and be active and, you know, be part of their life growing up. So really find out what your driver is, set your goal and then find your starting point. So Let's take an example. If your goal is to reverse um, pre-diabetes, so you've, you're pre-diabetic, your blood glucose results are not good, yes. and you want to address it before you become diabetic, mm. you've got your goal, you want your health, it's really important to you, so you've, you've figured out why you want to do this, yep. you've got your goal, let's say you're going to give yourself two months, and you're going to use intermittent fasting. Mm. Cool, so that's, that's great. So then. Decide how you're going to do your intermittent fasting. Mm. Well, I'm going to do a 16-8, so 16 hours of fasting and an eight-hour eating window. Mm. All right, great. Now <laughs> think about, you know, when do you start? How do you start? How does it fit in with your day? Mm. Is that realistic for you? 
you know, are you a busy person who gets very hungry on a morning and you have really important meetings on a morning? Is 60 and 8 going to work? Absolutely. What is your eating window? There's practical aspects. What is your fasting mm. window? And then start and give yourself a period of time. And we always say 30 days. And in that 30 days, what you're going to do is you're going to keep applying the program that you've got for yourself. You're not going to deviate, but you're going to observe. You're going to watch what's happening. You know, how am I feeling? Um, how are my energy levels? Am I hungry? Um, I might, you know, am I enjoying my food? Is it working for me? Mm. Am, I, am I struggling with this? And probably, you know, write it down because it really helps when you actually write these things down because you see the patterns, you see the trends. Sorry. And you're just going to observe yourself, but you're going to give yourself 30 days. And then at, at the end of that 30 days, you can start to analyse and look for the things that were going well mm. and the things that weren't going well. And instead of, you know, talking to your friend who says, oh, I've been doing a 24, 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating, <laughs> and it's just awesome, <clears throat> and I'm loving it, and I have just so, mm -hmm. so much energy, then our advice would be don't do that. Stick to your schedule. Mm. You decided 16, 8. Yep. Keep with 16, 8. If it's working, brilliant. Don't change it. Mm. Don't, don't fix what ain't broke. If it's not working, then after 30 days, that's your time to start experimenting. So maybe 16 hours is too long, or maybe it's not enough. Maybe you can do 24. Mm. Um, maybe the intermittent fasting isn't working quite as well as you thought. It's putting your body under too much stress. Maybe you're not eating enough in your eight-hour window. Mm. Perhaps you've gone to one meal a day and you're actually doing, you know, 23-1. So really have a think about what is working and what isn't, and then start to gradually make some small changes. And don't make them all at once because you won't know what's worked, but gradually over the next 30 days, so given that you've, you've, you've got two months, mm. you've done 30 days of structured fasting, next 30 days you can be a bit of a detective and you can start to think what is working what isn't and go through a structured process to make a change see how you feel make another change see how you feel some changes will improve the results other changes will set you back but when you get a setback accept it mm. it's not a disaster you haven't fallen off the wagon you know let's say you just have a day where you you just gotta eat you're mm. starving <laughs> And you go out for breakfast with friends and so you have breakfast. That's okay. And so you only fasted for nine hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, how terrible. It's really not. It's not falling off the wagon. It's simply, you know, enjoying a breakfast mm, and an mixing it up. So, you know, if you do have a setback, if you fall outside of your plan, don't worry, just move on. Accept it, use the data, use the information, and then just gradually refine what you're doing and you'll become more and more in tune with your body as you do that till you get to the point where you'll start to see some amazing results. But mm. you've got to give it time. And it's interesting, I find it fascinating that people will, will sit down and they're going on a five-day holiday and they'll spend a, a huge amount of time planning. They'll plan the, uh, the flights, the accommodation, they'll plan the food, they'll plan the day trips, they'll do all this planning and they're really structured around planning something they're going to do mm. um, in that space. But you ask them to sit down and plan their wellness life or the next 90 days of eating, sleeping, exercise, mm. and they find it's too much just to sit and plan. Mm. But they put all this energy into a short-term holiday. All you ask them to do is to get a framework, which you've just explained, a framework, sit down, do some planning, then follow the plan. 
manage it, monitor it, change it as required, Mm. but just follow the plan. It shouldn't be too hard, but people find it quite frustrating and difficult to do that. Because I think, as you said, people treat wellness differently. Absolutely. They don't treat it Mm. like the holiday Mm. that's going to be planned for. They don't treat it like a project. Mm. Um, And they don't see it as a long game. Um, Everybody makes that mistake of, I've got to lose weight in the next six weeks. I've got a wedding. They lose weight, they do the weigh-in, and then they go back to their old lifestyle. So remember, this is a lifestyle. These are lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. This is a long game. And, you know, if you're going to invest the next three months to explore what works for you, it's not a lot of time if you're going to live another 50 years. No. So, you know, see it as an investment in time, an investment in yourself. Yes. And if you invest in yourself, you'll get the results that you do really deserve. Mm, mm. And then I guess the other piece of advice is if you find all that really hard and confusing, so what we've just explained there, Mm. if you just can't see how to put that together for yourself, then it probably is the time to get a wellness coach. Mm, Somebody who can sit down with you, who can go through a bunch of structured questionnaires Find out about you, your history, you know, your family history, mm. your health history, your goals. Mm. Then they can work out a program, yep. and then they can support you with it. So mm. every, you know, every week or every couple of days, they may check in with you, yep. and they'll be the ones that'll help you make those small adjustments mm. to keep you on the right track mm. to achieve your goals. So if mm. it really is all confusing and hard, then I would recommend just getting somebody to mm. work with, not. You know, not the well-meaning friend. <laughs> actually get somebody who really does know what they're talking yep, about. to guide you through. And for some, those people who want to reach out with, they can jump onto our Facebook group. Mm. So we have a, a private Facebook group for those people who do need a little bit of a, a little bit more care and attention, a bit more support. So that's always available as well. But some fascinating stuff. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an important discussion point because there are so many people out there who do start this journey and just get frustrated because they get derailed mm. by conversations or observations of other people and they lose track and they don't follow the plan and they, they, they don't realise there is no magic pill. Hmm. Um, they do deserve the results, but they've got to follow the process and get to step back and say, I am different. Hmm. This is my way of doing it and I'll hmm. stick to that. Exactly right. So if you're confused, if you don't know where to go with this, then send us a message and we'll happily reply and set you on the right path. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the Peaks Audio Experience. Make sure you've subscribed and please share the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to tell all your friends it's awesome, it's amazing and inspiring. And send us your hot topics to cover on a future episode. For now, have a great Peaks day. (laughs)